traditions for Christmas? Anybody? Rich traditions? Some? Wow, I'm surprised. There's not all that many. One of the traditions that I created in my family was on Christmas morning, I get up earlier than everybody else, I hope, and I start cooking breakfast. And, uh, you know, the first time I did it, it, it was a big deal. I mean, it's still kind of a big deal for me. But, uh, you know, it's pancakes and every starch you could imagine for breakfast. That's what we had. And we had juice and pancakes, all, all, all this stuff. It was made frittatas and those kind of things. And, and I had a wonderful time. So I carried that on now. So uh, we'll be doing that again this week. But uh, anybody care to enumerate what tradition it is that you have? It's about traditions. Okay, and uh, if I can find my sermon, there it is, okay. Uh, you know, there's a lot of traditions. Some of them are good, you know, some of them not so good. And I'm not talking about just Christmas traditions, but a lot of times traditions start out with truth. And for some reason, over the years, they get stretched, uh, they, they change, they get added to, and those kind of things. And marriage is, is a perfect example of that, okay. Um, you know, when a couple gets married, I always wondered, you know, when they come up here and uh, we, we give the bride away, the father standing there, the groom standing on the other side, and they join their hands, the, the father does. Well, that's steeped in a lot of tradition because back in the old days there was a dowry, that dowry was given and all of that. Well, that is a part of this tradition. Instead of a dowry, the father of the bride gives the bride away. Back in the old days, the daughter was property of the father. And it was a business exchange. It was a business deal. Okay? And I'm giving you my daughter, and now she is your property. All right? And, and that's what that's all about. That's not a great thing. Okay? You know, the wedding veil, what's that for? Many times the, uh, the groom, the husband, had never seen the bride before. And the first time that he was getting ready to see the bride was when the veil was lifted, okay? And the deal had already been made between the two fathers. It was done, and the bride had nothing to do with it. She was kind of stuck, all right? Now, the big one concerning Christmas, the big tradition is, okay, whether we open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or we open them on Christmas morning, all right? Who does Christmas Eve? Who does Christmas morning? Who does both? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And I want to speak to you a few moments about the tradition of giving gifts. All right? And if you want to title this message today, you can title it just the gift. Okay? I love the story of a kid. He was raised in a major, uh, a major city, and he lived in the poorer section of town. He's standing in front of the drugstore. We'll call it Walgreens. He's standing there, and this beautiful car drives up. I mean, it's brand new. And the kid just stands there staring at it. And the owner of the car gets out, and he takes out the fob, clicks it, and it beeps, you know, locking the doors and everything. And, and he walks up to the store. All right, I'm going to just leave that story hanging there for just a little bit. The kid's eyeing it. He's just admiring it so much, okay? But I'm going to get back to it. But I want to get back to the real story, the real story of Christmas. God is the one who is the big giver, 
All right? And it starts in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created. In the original Hebrew text, means that he made something for nothing, and he gave it to us. We're not here yet, but he did give it to us, and we will inhabit it later. Some of us say to ourselves, well, I've got nothing. That means you're in a good place to start. God gave us the earth. He gave us green. Now we have activist organizations that call themselves green peace, green this and green that, but God was green before green was cool. He then gives us light. He says, let there be light. He gives it to us. Did you know that there's a science that studies light, right? People who give their entire lives for the study of light, and they use light for scientific evidence. One of these scientists was asked why that light was one of the first things that God gave, and his response was, light is the basis of the entire universe. Einstein's theory of relativity, energy, equals mass squared, the the Times the square of the speed of light. You know how much I know that of that. The speed of light is the constant. Without light, you don't have life. Without life, light, nothing grows. Without light, you don't have any color. You don't get your meal after church tonight without light. You don't get your veggies without light. And I think God knew all of this in creation. He made the green earth, okay? He made the earth. And we will need light for existence. John 1 and 1. I love the beauty and the order of this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never been able to overcome it. Wow. He gives us this earth, and He gives us light. And the next thing that He gives us, He's a big giver. He gives us land. He gives us water. He gives us plants. He gives animals. He gives fish and birds. He gives a place, okay, that that place here on this earth for them to live, and He gives them light so they can live, and we get all those things. He gives us the food chain. We need these things to eat and to thrive. The earth, the light, all the plant life. He then says, let us make man in our image. He gives us our identity. He says, look at those people down there at Hope Worship Center. They're chips off the old block. Man of all living creatures alone has been given an identity. You know, when a dog walks up to a mirror and he sees himself in the mirror, he doesn't see himself. That doesn't register in his mind because a dog doesn't have any identity. All he does is see another dog and he starts barking at it and starts chasing it back and forth as it mirrors his image. Man sees himself in the mirror because God has given him an identity and he recognizes himself. God says, they look like me at the core. He designed us in his image. He gave us our identity. Then what did he do? He gave man a garden. Gave him a garden in the east and he put the man there. (laughs) He gives us the earth, he gives us the light, he gives us the food chain, he gives us an identity and then he says to Adam, here's your place. 
Then he gives him a job. He said in Genesis chapter 2, go work the garden. He gave us a position. And then he says, you're free to eat from anything that grows in the garden. He gives it all to him. Only one thing. Don't touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What did he give us? He gave us prohibition. The people who really love us warn us away from things that are going to harm us. He saw a man and said, you know, it's not good for him to be alone. And God then gave us the capacity for relationship. He just keeps giving. We have a warm sentiment around Christmas that this is the time for family and friends to get together. Okay, For some people, Christmas is really the loneliest time of the year. They don't have some of those connections as they once had. They went sour, perhaps family moved away, or they're just gone on to heaven. I could go on and on about our God and how He's the big giver. How about this? He's a God who gives second and third chances. He's a God who gives food in the wilderness. He's a God who gives direction. He gives strength and power. He gives protection. He gives peace. He gives wisdom. He gives you plans. He gives you His presence. He'll give you courage. He gives you deliverance. And He gives you refuge. What a giver. This giving thing is at the heart of creation. It's very beginning. And I'm glad we sang about creation a while ago. That's just what He does. Dana, she was made in God's image, and she continues to project that image over the years. She's a giver. That's her spiritual gift, giving. And we'll be standing in line at Target, and the cashier will look over at her and say, I love that necklace you, on, you have on. And she reaches behind her and snaps it and hands it to the cashier. This doesn't happen all the time, but when don't go up and compliment her tonight. This is getting expensive, okay? but she'll hand it to him. She'll do that at a restaurant. Somebody will see a bracelet, and she'll just pull it off and hand it to him. You know, and, and that's amazing. I, I'm not made that. When somebody compliments me, I say, thank you. <laughs> you can compliment me all you want. <laughs> but she loves to give. And if I were to ask her, and I've never asked her this question, but if I were to ask her, Dana, why do you give and love to give so much. And she does. She listens very carefully to people and what they want and tries to do it within reason, you know, gives them what they need. If I were to ask her, why do you love to give? I really think Dana would say, it's fun. And I think it's just part of her nature. And she's identified with being created in the image of God in a real way in this giving thing. Wow. We were created to be givers. You think God put fun in the heart of creation? Do you think we were built for the joy of giving things away? So we know all the things that God has given, and, and now we come to this time that we call Christmas, okay? I once received regularly a periodical, I guess that's the definition of it, it was called Youth Alive. It's probably before your time, Jason. But when I was a youth pastor, I used to get this Youth Alive. And, and it went out all over the nation, nationwide publication. And inside, one year at Christmas, okay, it was a December publication 
I got it, and I opened it up, and there was a centerfold. And you men may be able to identify what I, with what I'm talking about. But there was a nude centerfold in there. And it was a new baby boy. Pink and purple and squalling at the top of his lungs. I couldn't hear, but I could see the face and the emotions on that little baby's face. He's still attached to the umbilical cord, and the caption across the bottom said, Emmanuel, God with us. No, no, that's me. That's how I was born. Surely not the king of kings. Yeah, it is. He gave us all these things in His power, in His might, His grace, in His mercy. Then He came and He gave Himself to show us His vulnerability. And all this power, all this might. And then He comes in the form of a baby to show us how vulnerable He is. What do we do with a powerful and vulnerable God? We can ignore Him. We can kind of give him a nod, wink and a nod. We can give him a little shout out, hey man upstairs. We can identify with a couple of the traditions associated with him, like Chris said a while ago, Christmas and Easter. Or we can embrace him. We can give him room in the end of our hearts. Remember the kids standing on the street staring at the beautiful new car? Well, the man got out of the Beamer or whatever it was. Had all the bells and the whistles. The kid looked up at the man and said, cool car. The man acknowledged the compliment and said, thanks. The kid continued. He said, where did you get it? And the man patiently said, it was a gift. Wow, the kid said. Who gave it to you? Well, my brother did. And the little kid responded, that's the kind of brother I would like to be. Oh, I forgot. God gave his son. He gave you the gift of salvation. He saw that you had a need and you couldn't do this thing on your own. He said, you need help. He sent his son to sacrifice his life, to give you the promise of eternal life. What a giving God. He's big with us. I've got a film that I'm going to show you. It's going to be about 25 minutes, okay? And if you'll be patient, I had to preview this over again the other night. And I sat and I just bawled like a baby when I saw it. And I hope it touches your heart. I don't necessarily want to evoke that deep of emotions out of you. But if it touches your heart, just let it do so. God bless you.